Hello and welcome to the third edition of the Industry 4.0Now podcast that explores how companies can scale Industry 4.0. It's brought to you by L&T Technology Services. My name's Laura Pride. This podcast focuses on the importance of digital technical communication in the digital value chain as part of putting Industry 4.0 into practice. We'll be looking at having a technical communication strategy, implementing it through the production process to supplying relevant and engaging content for both engineers and end users. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Mark McLeod. Mark, you're the Global Director of Consultancy, Integrated Content Management, or ICM, with LTTS. Welcome along. The digitalization of technical communications as part of Industry 4.0, does it feel like the C-suite is waking up to the importance of this content as a valuable corporate asset? It, yes, very, very slowly. Um, we are seeing some companies who are understanding, uh, and it's that key line understanding, the benefits that can be had. Unfortunately, there's too much cost that people see this. They see uh, there's going to be change, they see the benefits, but then this cost scenario jumps in and they say, can't do it, um, we, we, it's not in our priorities, or it really isn't going to make a difference. Yet they don't understand and do the analysis. They don't have a strategy. Um, if I was to tell you less than 10%, of global companies have a content strategy. Now, when I talk to CEOs uh, and directors around the world, and I say, have you got a technical content strategy? They suddenly go to marketing strategy, marketing content strategy, or they will go to data strategies. So they have strategies, but they don't realize the importance of their technical communications, how it should be linked to the content they create in their engineering world which is the basis of, of Industry 4.0, uh, and then also how it can be digitally transmitted to change the user's experience uh, out in the field, uh, whether it be a customer or it be somebody using their product in the service arena. And when we're talking about um, Industry 4.0 now, and very much LTTS, and its whole concept is building the awareness that businesses now can't afford to be sending out spreadsheets to their staff for, to optimise the, the process. That technical communication does have to be up to date, kept up to date and have that strategy. Yes, it, it, it does. But, but, but the key thing here is we talked about companies not getting it. We talked about companies get the message too soon. They played at it and, then, and they, they sent out augmented reality or... Uh, or, or some digital channels that were not ready developed and properly there, and, and it was gimmicky. So you're, you're either doing one or two things with technical communications. You're informing them how to do a process, or you're informing them of knowledge. They're learning about something so they, they can retain that knowledge, whether it be in training or, or, or about a product that you've bought or, or that you're using or operating. And when you're talking to the CFO or, you know, the C-suite within that organisation, it is the ROI that they're keen to have. So if money's been invested and wasted, they're even more reluctant to go for it, perhaps in yeah, now that the technology so. is there. And there's been so many uh, IT projects where, had, where companies over the last 15 years have had their fingers burnt. So for us, it's the benefit about having that true deliverable, that true benefit, that true ROI, which can then get the CFO to say, yeah, these guys know what they're talking about. This is beneficial. Uh, we can really use this and, and springboard into more changes and, and start. And that's the way that, that we, when we're talking to companies, we work. We, we look at trying to introduce a, a content strategy for them, but it doesn't have to have an ROI. There's lots of things customers are doing at the moment 
that are that change which will have no investment there's lots of low-hanging fruit they can make change that really can be beneficial and start that ball rolling of savings and improving the customer need just by even using technology they've already bought that they're not using correctly. The Industry 4.0 series is very much about scaling Industry 4.0 and does it feel that the technology, the strategy and the businesses are actually aligned so it's really a pivotal moment now going forward? It is, yeah, but but it's the, the goals are stretching as well. So what I, we could achieve today, we couldn't achieve five years ago, but, but what we're capable of vision being visionary of now is a much greater, richer experience for our customers. So those boundaries are always pushing. So yeah, AR and VR are a credible way of, of delivering content as long as it's integrated in the user experience. I mean, we we looked at working with one, one engineering organisation <clears throat> who had a, a really complicated process, took 45 minutes uh, to achieve a, a, a maintenance repair. Um, so... That was really costly to them. But unfortunately, when they replaced the component, it was liable to break. So there was a lot of breakages. Breakages of the component were £800 for, per component. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine, say, one out of three repairs at an £800 repair bill, then you're going to go into uh, taking 45 minutes. We actually got that down to five minutes by an untrained person to repair by using uh, animation and AR uh, and there was no breakages. So that equated to about $140,000 saving a year on the amount of repairs that they would have had. So, And that was just by creating one animation, putting it in a service manual, making engineers have access to it, uh, and, and, and it made their life a lot easier. But that's but what you don't do. And again, I had an instance where I was talking to a, a chief engineering officer who came into me and said, Mark, we, we want to change all our service delivery to augmented reality. It's going to be a great user experience. And the concept is great. But the cost to do that from changing information for processes that you've already got that don't need to be written, that are very simple, that you could either use normal text and illustrations or videos that you've already created to do. So it's about using that 5 10%, 15% of problem areas, working with the service arena, working with your engineering colleagues to understand where the problems are and then producing your augmented reality for those key areas. And that then will, where you have success like that and those savings, being able to reduce the time and improve the customer experience, that's where those low-hanging fruit potentially yeah. get the buy-in quickly. Well, if you look at it, we did an ROI for, for that £140,000 saving. It would cost something like... At the most, ten thousand to 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 do that saving, but that ten thousand, you've got the software for a future AR. So it wasn't just for that one. You, you'd invested once. Okay, you had a great return on investment for that, but then you were set up for for any future work activity as well. When it comes to the defence industry and you know aerospace <clears throat> and automotive industries, do you see that really they will keep leading the way within the whole manufacturing and engineering process, or other companies now and other sectors coming online and really stepping up their game? Well, all right, I, I've got. Bias. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I spent 20 years in aviation. Oh, so there that's we where, go. That's my foundation. <laughs> so I've got to answer this question very carefully in case some old colleagues are listening. But, but people are catching up. But aviation is is leading the way. Some of those high tech uh, industries. Um, we were modulizing content uh, in the late 80s, early 90s uh, for aviation, so it could be reused. Uh, so it was it was really key that that, that message was understood then, uh, and they've and the and the uh, the industry has evolved to use that. For example, we're using S1000D, uh, and how that uh, specification technology can really take content 
quantify it uh, and then and then and then reuse it as many times as possible because that's really what the art of content is it's about creating content uh, using it as many times as you can and is it a case that now questions are asked when they don't have um, the communications and the content in a form that the end user or the, the specific audience needs. So, for example, you've mentioned videos because they save time and animation. It can be used globally, so therefore it's more cost effective. You know, people don't accept a spreadsheet anymore with different parts and different components. They don't accept it anymore, is a quick answer. However, if there's, there's a bit of a psyche because it's not just the workplace that's changing that experience. It's what you're doing at home. It's how your person, how everybody operates. Everybody buys from Amazon. Everybody buys from eBay. They're, they, the way they buy and we interact commercially now is changing our expectations, how we want to interact, how we find information. And that's the same with technical information. That's why we've got to make information bite size. Because in the, as we go on, the next evolution is where we're, we're giving technical information out, it's going to be at a bite-sized level with key words in there and contact and metadata that allows the searcher to find that information just from his search. It will pull him into your data uh, uh, and then it will allow him to get exactly what he wants. I want to, I, I've got this model car, I want to do this replacement how do I? How can I be accurate? I can get it. And if you, we we set it up correctly, it will take him to the OEM's website. It will take him straight into the correct models. People won't accept necessarily, particularly the end users and the consumers. They'll move away from the the products, particularly where they don't get that in, instant information. And if they can't point their phone at it, and that pops up, or as you say, it's easier typing it into Google. Yeah. A, a PDF that isn't easily opened is then a challenge. Yeah. So they move on to the next company. And, and there's a big a wolf out there as well for companies it's not just the competitors it's the service organizations that are in the background wanting to steal their business so if 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 they can be better at, at, at digital delivery than you uh, and they can attach searches to your products they're trying to steal your business so it's not just your competitors you want to lose customers to it's people that are trying to steal your spares business uh, and everything else so being key in a digital world for your components owning your space growing your space with your competitors looking after your your product range and the, the technical content that goes with it is key for your business growth it is so essential now and that's why technical communications and a strategy for it is so key to the product evolution it's part of the product now Laura. it really is that that tight and that's why go back to your first question why are ceos cfos getting interested because they're getting that that penny but it's not dropping fast enough which is great for us because there's masses of opportunity out in the world to go and help companies to really make a difference to their bottom line, which is so cost savings to, to their top line, revenue growth, uh, new, new revenue opportunities, and enriching the customer's experience, making them brand loyal, coming back and, and looking for, for future products and services from you. And, and for me, that we can deliver it all, all those. There's not one, you can't just want to pick one, companies are saying to me mark we want all three we need all three it's got to be built in our vision and establishing a vision is a key part of our strategy and how we work so understanding where they are today and watching the wide eyes when they realize against other companies in the world where how far behind they are and that's a an eye-opening moment for them and we've i think i've been in six countries over the last few weeks and that that draw dropping 
realisation moment when you tell people, and, and it's just through doing the initial analysis with them, they start to realise how far behind they are. But then you start talking about opportunities, painting a vision. Just, you can really help your business here, and it can come uh, free because just through correct planning, correct integration, using your digital downstream, the PLM content you have, all the data streams and content you have downstream, aligning that with your technical content for parts, uh, for user information, getting your training aligned, training your service information aligned, really can make it the customer's experience better and, and, and products and buy more products. Well, that brings us to the end of the Industry 4.0 podcast. Thank you to my guest, Mark McLeod, Global Director of Consultancy and Integrated Content Management at LNT Technology Services. Don't forget, if you're looking for more information about scaling Industry 4.0 with LTTS, then head to lttscom forward slash industry4 underscore now, where you can also find further editions of this Industry 4.0 podcast. You can also follow the hashtag industry4 underscore now on social media for more insights and solutions. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.